Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you were blessed by today's sermon. Friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning, everybody. Well, uh, I left my home in South Texas and moved to Midland almost 46 years ago now. It's hard to believe. Where does the time go, huh? Uh, Midland is about 470 miles from my hometown. And uh, this always made a weekend trip kind of tough, right? Uh, that's a long way. That's a lot of driving. And uh, uh, so I didn't get back very often after I left. And I left family down there, um, brother and some sisters and uh, my mom, my dad. And so I tried to make up for it by calling every once in a while. And, um, and almost every time, although I don't think she really meant to do it, Mom, when I would call, kind of at the end of the call, she would kind of chew me out about not calling more often. And she did it in kind of a sweet way, but um, it was more like, I really wish you would call me more often. And why don't you come see me? You know, and I would get that, and I would always feel guilty about it, right? I'd, I'd hang up for Mom feeling guilty. And, and this kind of had an odd effect on me. And, it didn't really motivate me to call more. <laughs> it kind of made me, motivated me to call a little less, actually. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so what I learned from that is that, you know, guilt is never really a good motivator to elicit good response from a person. See what I'm saying? It's, guilt is not a good motivator to elicit a good response. And so... Uh, that's really not the sermon today. It's more kind of like a setup to the sermon. But I could do a whole sermon on that. Um, I, I want to make this point because um, I'm going to talk about prayer today. And the last thing I want to do is make you feel guilty about not praying enough. But it could come out that way. But I don't want it to because I've got to ask you the question. How's your prayer life? How's your prayer life going? In today's gospel lesson, Jesus gives us this unusual parable about the dishonest judge and the persistent widow. This is a parable of contrast. It's unlike a lot of the parables Jesus tells where he usually starts out saying, you know, it's like this. This parable of a contrast is like the opposite of that. It's that. He's saying, what I'm going to teach you now, it's not like this. Right? It's a parable of contrast. He's making a good point through a bad example. And uh, he's saying we should always pray and not get, get discouraged because prayer is not like this dishonest judge. In the parable, he says this. He says, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor, nor respected people. And then this widow comes to the judge and asks for justice against her adversary. But he doesn't really say what the problem was. 
It's just that she was wanting justice and she was wanting it bad. And uh, the judge was really not wanting to be bothered. That's kind of the point. The judge didn't want to listen, but that didn't slow down the woman. She kept coming and coming and coming. And finally, the judge had enough. I can just almost hear him saying, all right already, right? All right already for crying out loud. Stop yelling at me and I'll give you what you want. And, uh, and his hope in doing that was just to kind of quieten her and get her to go away. And in this parable of contrast, Jesus is making the point that that judge, that's not how God hears prayers. God didn't like that at all. That's the point. This judge didn't care about people, unlike God who so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God loves us. The judge in the story doesn't care about people. The judge only cared about himself and his peace and quiet. He didn't want to be bothered by this woman's demands. Um, God, on the other hand, is merciful and just, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. That's who God is. As the father has compassion on his children, so God has compassion on those who fear him. Our God is not gonna to try to guilt us into praying more. God desires a relationship with us. In Psalm 116, David said, because he has inclined his ear to me, therefore shall I call upon him as long as I live. I love that. Think about that. God has inclined his ear to us. God has inclined his ear to you. You have God's ear. What does that mean? That means when you pray, God is listening. God is listening. He's inclined his ear to you. When you pray, you're talking into the ear of a loving father. He doesn't want to ignore you or guilt you. He desires you. And he desires a relationship with you. When you pray, you're talking to a loving God, a listening God. A God who desires to meet your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Isn't that great? God cares. God's listening. This is why we pray. We pray because God loves us. So God's not like the, the judge in the parable. That part of, of the contrast in the parable is really clear. God's not like that. But what about the widow? Are we like her? I mean, there's some good points here, right? She is, she is committed and single-minded in her desire before the judge. In other words, this widow is like a praying machine, right? She's praying, she's focused and she's praying and she doesn't lose heart. Uh, her persistent crying out and not giving up could be good examples for us, but there are contrasts between the widow and us too in this parable of contrast, she's different than us. The woman was most likely a stranger to the judge. We're no strangers to God by faith in Jesus. By faith, we're the children of God. Romans 8 verse 17 says that by faith, 
We are co-heirs with Christ to the kingdom of God. We are children of the heavenly father. He knows us. We're no strangers to him. The woman didn't have any right to access the judge. During those days, women didn't have the right to come before the judge in the city. Men took care of the legal matters before the judge. But we can all approach the throne of God with confidence because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. Uh, she didn't have an advocate. We have an advocate, Jesus Christ the righteous. She went before a throne or before the bench in a court of law. We go where? To the throne of grace. We go before the throne of grace in our prayers. In uh, Hebrews chapter four, it says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we might find mercy and grace in time of need. When we pray, we come before a gracious God, a God who cares. God has made it abundantly clear that he wants a relationship with us. He's proven that through, his, through Jesus's death on a cross. That's what he went through for us so that we could be in a relationship with him and have our sins forgiven. Father Henry said many times that uh, he would rather go through hell for us than spend eternity without us. That's how much our God loves us. You know, God knows that for any relationship to grow, our relationship with him or our relationships with each other, we're gonna to have to communicate. It requires communication. Communication with God is what prayer is. Communicate with God, he wants us to pray. This is clear in the scripture, but God isn't trying to lay any kind of guilt trip on us about it because that's not what God wants. God wants us to want to be with him. Uh, and guilt is never a good motivator for eliciting good behavior from somebody else. Instead, it's like this. This week, see, this is, a, this is like a parable that's similar instead of contrasting. But uh, this week I got an email from Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime? Uh, Amazon Prime is this subscription service that we, Carrie and I, uh, subscribe to and sometimes we order things from there, but then uh, you, mostly I have it because I like to watch those old English detective movies and series on there. And, uh, and, and so Amazon Prime sent me an email and said, Dear Mr. Hedgepeth, um, we want you to know that through your membership in Amazon Prime, there are several benefits that you are not using right now. These benefits are for you and you have access to them, so we want to make sure you know what they are. And I, when I read that, I went, well, that fits right with my sermon this week. Because I think that's what God must think about me in my prayer life a lot of times, right? Uh, Skip, this is, your, this is the benefit of being my child. Why don't you use it more often, right? God has inclined his ear to you. He's waiting for you to talk. He's waiting to give you blessings. Just talk to him. He cares. Uh, you know, you have the ear of the creator of the universe. 
you have the creator of the one who so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He doesn't want to judge you. He wants to love you. He wants to talk to you. He wants to hear you. And as a parent has compassion on their children, so the Lord has compassion on those whom he loves, who fear him. You know, talk to God. Talk to God. Share your cares, your hopes, your thanks, your heart. Share your heart with God. What's on your heart today? Go before the throne of grace and receive the blessings. Pray and keep on praying and don't lose heart. So what do you think? How about giving your father a call today? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.